First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, give me one second here. I I need to let you know about a, an event, but I wanted to get this set up to make it easy for you to be able to do. Those of you in the metro Atlanta area, uh, coming up this coming week, it is um, Thursday, October 26th in Kennesaw, uh, the Governor's Gun Club. I am doing an uh, event for a group called This Stuff Matters. Uh, this Stuff Matters mission is to help people find peace and hope. Uh, they do inspirational short radio spots to connect to God's truth and wisdom they inspire life and culture change. They try to build relationships with people. It's a faith-based organization. Uh, happy to help them. Uh, if you want to come, if you text DATA to 33777, um, you can RSVP to come. Again, the group's name, it's called This Stuff Matters. And I'm going to be, uh, it's going to be at the Governor's Gun Club in Kennesaw. It's going to be a live event with me. And happy to have you there. Uh, you can get tickets still. You can sponsor. Uh, this is a great nonprofit, by the way. So if you're a, a local business leader and you're looking for a group to get involved with and help as a nonprofit, uh, This Stuff Matters is a great local group in the Atlanta area. Uh, they, do, they do great work um, helping people. And so, again, if you text DATA to 33777, you can RSVP. Um, they still have sponsorships available if if you want to sponsor it or your business does. Uh, get involved with a great group. Uh, text DATA to 33777. I'll send you a link. I, I, I got to tell you, this is happening uh, right now. The New York Times and the BBC have reported that the Greek Orthodox Church of St. Porphyrus in Gaza has been destroyed by Israel. Except it hasn't. There are actual reporters on the scene and it has not been hit. Um, NBC again yesterday ran that the Palestinian Health Ministry is talking about the number of people killed in Gaza. They never mentioned the Palestinian Health Ministry is an operation of Hamas. They, they never did that. It's just bizarre. So I want to play for you this montage. This is just news reports, just news reports about the hospital in Gaza, the Baptist Hospital. Keep in mind, the hospital is still standing. People have now been to it. The hospital was not hit. There are not 500 people dead. There are 10 to 50 people who died that were in the parking lot in general vicinity where the rocket blew up. We now know for certain it is not Israel, but this was the immediate press coverage after it happened. Well, it would help me if I rerouted the sound here. Here we go. 
But there is a great opportunity for misinformation, especially on social media. I caution you to be very careful about what you choose to believe and on what basis. The horrific scene at a hospital in Gaza today, an explosion that killed more than 500 people. The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City. An airstrike hit a Gaza City hospital, killing at least 500 people. It's because of an alleged Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza that Hamas health officials say killed more than 500 people. And when you're talking about 500 people, you have to wonder how many of those people are innocent civilians. That minimum, hundreds of people have been killed in what they say was an Israeli airstrike. Where a hospital was caved in killing hundreds and stranding an untold number under the concrete. By far, the deadliest Israeli airstrike ever. Hundreds taking shelter at a Gaza City hospital were killed in an Israeli airstrike today. Israel says it was targeting Hamas hideouts. Palestinian officials saying at least 500 people killed in what they claim was an Israeli airstrike. Aftermath of an alleged airstrike on a Gaza hospital that killed more than 500 people. An Israeli missile struck the hospital. Absolutely horrific loss of life. This is not the first time violence is actually hit, but supposed to be, obviously, a place of healing. Deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials say hundreds were killed, and they're blaming Israel. This was not a blast. Uh, this was not an explosion. This was an airstrike. It was a deliberate war crime that Israel conducted on this hospital. At least two to three hundred people killed in that strike, and many, many, many more feared dead. Now, Hamas is calling this a genocide. 200 to 300 people uh, believed to be dead at this stage. There are also many examples of, uh, you know, of civilian deaths caused directly by Israel. There's no doubt about it. In the fog of war, what can we say for sure? The Baptist Hospital in Gaza City, that's the northern half of Gaza, has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. They are saying at minimum, at minimum, 300 people are dead. Egypt is, is saying it's very upset about this, this hospital bombing. It's the World Health Organization has strongly condemned the attack. How about don't bomb the hospitals? How about you, well, you just admitted that you did bomb the hospital? Today, the death toll rose significantly in a horrific attack in Gaza. 200 to 300 people were killed. The Palestinians are talking about 500 dead. Uh, some Initially, they talked about two or 300. Later, up that number to 500. Uh, it is unlikely that a, a rocket, uh, a crude rocket fired by a Palestinian group could cause that number of casualties. Hard to see uh, how that would have been a, a misfire of rocket. This kind of death toll is not what you normally associate with Palestinian rockets. These rockets are dangerous. They are deadly. They do not tend to kill hundreds of people. And we should say finally that there are instances in the past where the Israeli military has said things in the immediate aftermath of an incident that have turned out not to be true in the long run. Quote, a mind from hell is the one who deliberately bombs a hospital. This is in response to the strike uh, at the hospital. This is a new level um, uh, in terms of the the fact that it was a hospital and the fact that so many people were killed. What is your understanding of what happened in this hospital? It's one of those situations where as I look at the two of you and Nicole, Rachel, sitting where you are at the studio, you do understand that what we've just been amplifying is what the Hamas have said. Hamas claimed that Israel attacked the hospital. One person making common sense. That was three minutes and 30 seconds. Three minutes and 30 seconds. It was important for you to hear it all because that came from ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, and CNN, Fox News. It's the only one not involved. By the way, speaking of, there's breaking news from Fox News. Two American hostages have been released by Hamas. 
Uh, Fox News is reporting it. It has been independently confirmed to Americans have been released by Hamas. I guess the uh, money that Joe Biden was sending was actually uh, ransom demand. Y'all, we have been lectured by the American media ad nauseum for multiple years on misinformation and disinformation. Going back to the 2016 presidential election, the media began lecturing us about misinformation and disinformation, and now the American media has fallen for Hamas's lies. The hospital that supposedly was destroyed still stands. The 500 people dead turn out to be 50 most and more likely 10. The Greek Orthodox Church that Israel blew up turns out to still stand. The building next to it was what was targeted and hit. The Greek Orthodox Church still stands. The media time and time again is willing to fall for Hamas's lies because so many people within the media are progressives deeply sympathetic to Hamas. They don't like Israel. They hate Israel. You've got a bunch of anti-Semites within the press corps. They also want to do this both sidesism. They, they they don't want to be honest. You know who one of the um, bright stars in the sky is right now on this stuff? You know who Ted Lewis? He's a very progressive member of Congress from California. Really doesn't like Trump. Really doesn't like the GOP. And he is blasting the New York Times, very aggressively. So this is Ted Lieu. Uh, the New York Times uh, editor writes, the New York Times didn't botch this. They reported the Palestinians and said it was an Israeli strike, not that it was one. When news is breaking fast, all you can do is report what the key parties are saying. Ted Lieu responds to the guy, I agree the New York Times didn't botch the Gaza hospital story. They did something worse. They intentionally wrote an attention-grabbing headline that falsely pointed the blame at Israel to generate clicks during breaking news without waiting for confirmation or actual facts. It's true. That's what they did. They even put up a picture of a building in rubble that appeared to be representative of the hospital, and it wasn't the hospital. They misled people. They misled people. You know, when the attack on Israel happened, much of the media covered it fairly and accurately. But as Israel's begun to respond, they can't bring themselves to pick a side. This is part of the moral relativism of progressive thought that has invaded the media, that they, they, they could see evil. But they've added complexity to avoid moral clarity. They keep trying to complicate the situation to avoid having to provide moral clarity. Because if they provided moral clarity... They couldn't be on any side other than the Israeli side, and progressives certainly don't want to be on the side of Israel. So they will complicate it, add complexity to it, so they can hide from the moral clarity of it. There are too many people on the left who are sympathetic to the terrorists. Abby Phillips was on CNN last night after Joe Biden's speech. Listen to this. In his words, you hear him talking about Palestinians and their plight and pushing for humanitarian aid. But I can tell you, I mean, I've gotten 
emails from Democratic groups attacking Biden tonight mm -hmm. for not doing enough on Palestine. For not doing enough on the Palestinian issues. The Democrats are attacking Joe Biden because they're on the side of the monsters. All you have to do is go look at your local Antifa protester protesting police around the country. They're on the side of the monsters. And what they do is they take a kernel of truth. There have, there have been times Israel has treated Palestinians badly, but they have amplified this and magnified this into Israel is trying to kill the Palestinians and the Palestinians are responding. And that's simply not true. Simply not true. Israel's in the right. They've got a right to defend themselves. The American media that has lectured us for so long, that has lectured us nonstop about misinformation and disinformation, willfully, willingly fell into it. Think of Ben Collins. Ben Collins is the lecturing dweeb from NBC News who does the misinformation, disinformation stuff. Even he has amplified the attack on the hospital. And he's refused to walk it back. A great deal of arrogance, he has refused to walk it back. He got it wrong, and he can't bring himself to acknowledge he fell for lies and propaganda. The guy who lectures the rest of us on it can't bring himself to acknowledge he fell for it. There's a level of arrogance so deep level of arrogance, but there's also a level of hostility towards Jews. It's amazing to me how so much of the media, when they correct, overcorrect to a side that's always hostile to Israel. Even, even reports and reporters who are Jewish, who tend to be sympathetic to Israel, their, their news organizations, their editorial voices, their producers, producers push them to overcompensate to be hostile to Israel. They're on the side of the bad guys, and they should be shamed for being so. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, let me check in with some news here. Yeah, the, the Dow is still down. It's, it's now only down about 77 points, recovering a little bit. But NASDAQ and S&P both down. They're reacting to news over the treasuries going above 5%. What that means is that the uh, interest rate paid to people who buy the 10-year treasury now uh, will exceed 5%. It's actually a really good deal. If, if you want to want to buy bond, um, it's a good deal for you. But there's a problem in this regard, and that is that 5% that rate is very high for the government, an interest rate to pay. And the reason it's so high is that People are having to be induced by high interest rates into buying government bonds. People don't trust the finances of the government right now, so they've got to have more money. And this comes after Jerome Powell as well makes this statement. I mean, all I can tell you, I think it's unknowable and, you know, great theorists and researchers have different views on this. It's not, it's not something you can settle in advance. We'll have to see. I think our, our issue is right now trying to achieve a sufficiently restrictive stance of, of policy, policy to bring inflation down to 2% over time. That's what we're really focused on. Uh, trying to bring inflation down, but he actually thinks that it may surprise people and spike a little bit. There's just no way to tell. That's not reassuring the markets either. Um, we've got headed into economic turmoil in the country and Joe Biden's spinning package that he's sending to Congress over $100 uh, billion dollars 
to go to uh, Israel and Ukraine. By the way, for those of you who wanted to oust Kevin McCarthy because you were afraid Ukraine would be funded, Ukraine is now more likely than not going to be funded. Um, at this point, uh, Jim Jordan doubling down saying he's not going to leave is just uh, making the moderates more and more inclined to work with the Democrats on stuff they want to get done. And you can blast those people all you want, but you're not in their district probably, so you can't vote against them. You can write checks to um, others, but I'll tell you, this is the the di- Well, you know what? I, I, sh- I should do this when we come back because I'm hearing more and more that this may happen, uh, and that becomes a real danger scenario in the House of Representatives for conservatives that thing that may be taking shape um, with some of these moderate Republicans. And nope, I'm not actually talking about a deal with the Democrats for Speaker of the House. There's one thing that should give conservatives heart palpitations more than any other when it comes to the operations in Congress and what may happen in Congress. And I'll get to those when we come back. I want to take your phone calls as well. It is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I'm happy to take your calls when we come back. We do have a whole lot more we got to talk about, including uh, DeSantis, essentially. He and Nikki Haley are just slugging it out right now over the issue of bringing refugees from Gaza to this country. Haley saying she's been taken out of context. DeSantis making a big play. The fact that they're going after each other and ignoring Donald Trump helps Donald Trump. Before we get there, though, i got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They are on a road trip around the country educating Americans about the binomic policies of this administration and why they're bad for America. They'd love to have you on their team. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You go sign up at Americans for Prosperity and you become an activist, one of over 4 million around the country. Learn to make better and more persuasive cases on free markets and free people. Learn how to explain to your neighbor how Bidenomics is bad. Learn how to go to your city council, your school board, or your state legislature and tell them how to fight for free markets and free people to be articulate, persuadable, effective all you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. Sign up with Americans for Prosperity, and you can be one of over 4 million great activists fighting for limited government, free markets, and free people. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up today. Be a part of a great movement for freedom in this country. All right, hyper, hyper local news story that's not relevant to any of you except those of you on my flagship station WSB in Atlanta, I'm looking at the traffic camera right now from our triple team traffic uh, at WSB traffic on on Twitter. Uh, Northbound I-75 at North Marietta Parkway, there's a rollover tractor. Y'all, I am looking at this picture. There is a tractor trailer. It is on its side, and it is across the width of the interstate, literally blocking one, two, three, four, five lanes of traffic are blocked. People are look, trying to get around in the emergency lane there. They're not having much success. Uh, now there's a tractor trailer that's moved over to block the emergency lane. So, I mean, there, there's no getting around it. You're stuck. Northbound 75 Meretta. Uh, gosh, I'm glad I'm not up there today. Goodness gracious. Um, I need to go up to Barnsley Gardens, and you got to go that way. But I, I'm, I just I need like a weekend to go hit golf balls. The last several weeks have just been even pretty intense on the weekends. And I've got a bunch of travel coming up on weekends. My wife is doing her strongman competition in Woodstock, Georgia next week. She is 
she's got her deadlift up, still not as much as mine. <laughs> she's got her squats up. She's working on pulling a UPS truck. I'm really proud of her, but I'm, I'm, I worry about her too. I don't want her to get hurt next week, but she's really excited about the strongman competition. And then the next week, we're going over to Louisiana for the weekend um, to for my dad's birthday. We don't get to go over and visit much. We're just going to take a very quick trip over Friday night and back Sunday morning, but we'll get to hang out all day Saturday with my dad for his birthday. Now, I want to take phones, 877-973-7425. Up, oh, you know what? She hung up. I hope you're listening still. I'm sorry. I was coming to your phone. We had a teacher, and uh, she said um, she's got Muslims and Jews in her class. How do I talk about the situation in Israel? You know, I grew up. <laughs> Trying not to say it, but Philip and Charlie will appreciate it. I grew up in Dubai. Um, when I was a kid, I, I'm not making this up, and, and people have a hard time fathoming that this was the way it was until last year, a year before last, actually, until a year before last uh, with the Abraham Accords. You couldn't find Israel mentioned in much of the Middle East. I mean, I'm, I'm Dubai in the 80s and 90s was probably the most progressive city in the Middle East, you had uh, liquor stores for Americans who had passports. You'd go buy uh, liquor in a liquor store. you go to restaurants and get uh, liquor at restaurants. If you were a Christian when we first moved over there, you had to go to church at night on a Sunday, but that's because the weekend is Friday, Saturday. So Sunday was a school day, but you, you had to keep your Bible on yourself. You had to be discreet, but we could put up a Christmas tree at our house. Uh, there were stores that decorated for Christmas. They really didn't have Jesus displays, but they had Santa Claus and stuff like that. It was It was a fairly... Uh, progressive and in uh, the good sense of the word compared to the rest of the Middle East. But you were not allowed to see pictures of Israel. I was in ninth grade before I ever saw an Israeli flag. We were in Athens on a class trip. Uh, the encyclopedias, like the Encyclopedia Britannica. So children, back when I was a kid, there were books called encyclopedias. You couldn't go online and get information. You had to go to this thing called a library. And there were these books called encyclopedias, the Encyclopedia Britannica and World Book and others. And they had all of the world's knowledge compiled into books. Now you can go on the Internet. That didn't exist when I was a kid. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but the, all the pages about Israel were ripped out. And if they couldn't, they were blacked out. In our textbooks, everything related to Israel was either torn out or redacted. Literally, you'd open your book and there would just be black lines. The maps in the geography books either were blacked out or they had Palestine pasted over. Israel did not exist. So how does a teacher in the United States where you're not dealing with that, uh, how, how do you teach on this issue? I will tell you, uh, it's really hard to relitigate the past, particularly when kids have been indoctrinated in these geopolitical issues. Now, y'all don't appreciate this in a way that people who live overseas do. Uh, and I don't mean that pejoratively at all. It's just, I mean, thank your lucky stars. We live in the United States where those of us in the South may look derisively on Yankees and Yankees look derisively on us, but it's not the same thing. When I was a kid, I couldn't have my Pakistani and Indian friends come over at the same time. Like if I had a birthday party, I had to I'd divide it up. The The Pakistani friends would come one day. The Indian friends would come another day. And we had, I had a, we had a housekeeper who was from India and my Pakistani friends would just treat her horribly because the Pakistanians and the Indians, they don't get along. And, and I mean, the, the, the Jews and the Palestinians, the Jews and the Arabs, it's even worse than that. So how do you teach it? Facts. 
Facts still matter. Objective truth matters. What happens is you can say Israel and the Palestinians have been at odds for a while. You can go all the way back to the Roman Empire. The Jews were thrown out by the Romans. The settlers there over time picked up the name of Palestinians. They converted to Islam. They are now Arabs and Muslims. Uh, before World War I, Jews started returning to that area where they had been prohibited for so long. The Ottoman Empire allowed them to come back. After the Holocaust, the world decided it was right for the Jews to have a place of their own where they would not be persecuted. Uh, they put it back in their ancestral land. Unfortunately, it had already been taken over, uh, and a lot of people live there called Palestinians, and they do not get along together. And so we have uh, they have fought over time for territory. They have fought over time for land, and they have both fought over time for the right to survive. You can go so far as to say that uh, this that's happening right now was caused by a terrorist attack by Hamas. And you can tell your students exactly what happened, that whole families were murdered. They were burned alive, some of them, in their homes, as much as your kids can handle. But try to deal just in the facts. Take the emotion out of it. Explain that um, the Jews were ev evicted. The Palestinians made it their land, and then the Europeans told the Palestinians, you got to make room to allow these people to come back in. That's that's all true. But if you just want to, if you want to simplify it even further, just focus on what currently has happened. There was peace in the Middle East until last Saturday. Hamas, a terrorist organization, used paragliders to glide into Israel and murdered over 1,400 people. I, I get emotional when I hear this story. My son has been going with me to CrossFit. Um, they, you know, it's it's a lot of people that oh, this, this is such a fun age. I do these things. With my, I, I I love my my kids are teenagers now, and I don't have like teenagers who don't want nothing to do with me. Uh, my son, we want to go play golf this afternoon. We're supposed to go out of town. We may not be able to, and if we can't, we want to go play golf. But he's been going to the gym with me. And I, he was asking me about Israel, and I just, my son is 14. And the most horrific story I've heard that I just can't get out of my head, and I guess this is why I'm talking about it, to finally get it out of my head. A 14-year-old Israeli boy last Saturday got up in the morning, and he decided to go for a run. He was trying to get in shape for school competition, 14 years old. And he went for a run. And when he came home, his grandparents and his parents and his brothers and his sisters were all dead. And that poor 14-year-old boy this week has had to bury his entire family. Now, I'm sorry. You can say the Israelis have treated the Palestinians badly. You can both sides it as much as you can. But a 14-year-old boy should not have to bury his grandparents and his parents and his brothers and his sisters because Hamas, the elected leaders of Gaza, a terrorist organization that the Gaza residents put in charge, decided to wipe out his family and 1,400 other people. 
You can't both sides that. You may want to try it, but you can't both sides that. You just simply can't. 877-973-7425. Ruby, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Ruby. Hey, welcome. Uh, listen, one, the, what I want to talk is about um, they've been trying to pass a bill that, that the call your congressman to say that we shouldn't be giving any more money to Hamas, and this was even before that, because the money that we was giving to them to help the Palestinians, they don't get it. Instead, they, uh, Hamas used it for if a terrorist kills a Christian, a Jew, or an American, they use that money to take care of them. So uh, I, I hope that people do be calling the congressmen, too, to see about that, because that have been put... Uh, to go before all this happened, but these people, you know, th- that's what they're using the money for. Um, and then I want to ask you too, because I know you're from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and this is not so serious, but it might be for me is because I'm a widow, and then when I'm going to buy my food, it's too expensive for me. If I uh, if I want to buy the car, uh, car food, it's too expensive too. So I, I I have to make a decision if I if I um, uh, buy car food or food for me or if I eat the cats or if you have a car to feed recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know I I I don't have a good one for you. I'm afraid. Um, I I I am actually I'm not a big etouffee eater. I, I make it for for friends and family occasion, but I, I don't have a good recipe for it. And, and you are not. What is no, your favorite I, I, Louisiana recipe? I, yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I got, so I've got gumbo and I've got jambalaya. And even growing up, I was well, never. I it was, like those it, too. So it was, it was had too. A, 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 a jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Mamma mia. Listen, <laughs> I know that the, <laughs> that the people need to know about these barbarians out there, mm-hmm. that if they catch a young woman, uh, uh, and, and they're going to kill her, they make sure that they rape her because they say yes. that you shouldn't waste a virgin. Yes, uh, for it's all true. For crazy women that are up there, this is horrible. I have it, five granddaughters and God forbid, mm-hmm. you know? So, it, uh, it's it's awful. People, now, Ruby, I, I, I want you to know, a, a friend of mine is saying right now, he's, he's texting me from over in Louisiana. He's listening to the show. He says he will find you a good oh, etouffee mom. recipe. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good weekend. To speak to you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye, Ruby. I, I, you know, I, I, to her point there, the, on, a, on a serious note here, you know, the, uh, the, the I, I haven't wanted to play the audio for you because it really is too graphic to play, uh, but the uh, autopsy investigators in Israel say many of the dead in the kibbutz were tortured first. They're missing arms. They're missing legs. They're missing fingers. Uh, their faces are smashed in, um, and it's all—all all of it was done pri- uh, before being killed. It's just brutal, brutal stuff. Um, having to dwell on this for two weeks, I, and it's just—it's gonna—it's gonna—it's—it's it's not gonna get any better. All right, um, I need to like move on to something else. We, we got plenty of other stuff. I, I gotta <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, y'all, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you when we come back what Joe, the, the, the dumb thing Joe Biden did, the adults in the room nonsense. It's just, 
y'all are gonna I, I'm trying it's a Friday. I'm trying to be even keeled here. I'm trying not to make people use profanity, but wait till you hear what he did when we come back. First, I gotta tell you with these uh, regional banks at the credit downgrade, inflation now, Jerome Powell saying may spike. We got the stock market tumbling today because of the treasuries. Swiss America has been sounding the alarm on the secret war on cash. The all-out assault on our freedoms with soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse. Swiss America wants to educate you on ways to protect your hard-earned assets now. You can go read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free. All you have to do is call or text 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency, spreading daily. So read the report. It's free to you guys. You can get The Secret War on Cash report from Swiss America. All you do is mention my name, Eric Erickson. You call or text my name, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or just easier, text my name, Eric Erickson, or call it, call 800-289-2646. Mention my name. Or just text my name to the number 800-289-2646. Message and data rates apply when you do that. Or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. All right. I, I got to, you know, when when Joe Biden got elected, it was all, oh, the adults are back in charge. The adults are here. Thank God the adults are in charge. Praise Jesus. Donald Trump and the children are gone. Y'all, Joe Biden met with special operators from Delta Forces yesterday, and they put the pictures of these confidential special operators on the Internet. That's right. On Instagram, they put up pictures of Joe Biden shaking hands with Delta Force members. They didn't redact the faces. Well done, adults back in charge. Here's Peter Ducey from Fox News on this. Happening though, while they were on the way back, we know that there was this uh, post. Uh, he talked about meeting with first responders. The White House social media channels posted a photo where you could see the faces, the full faces of at least four special operators. And that is a big problem because I, those are the faces of the guys that are the tip of the spear. Those are the faces of people that go fight terrorists all around the world and don't want the terrorists to know who they are or where they are when they return back to the United States. We don't know tonight if the person or persons responsible for that have been punished. We don't know tonight if the White House thinks that is something that somebody should be punished for. We just know that as soon as they found out about it, they took it down because they understand the sensitivity of the situation. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, the adults back in charge outed special operators within the military. Good grief. All right. One more thing before we get out of here I, and, and come back. Cause, cause I got, I got lots more to talk to you about and I want to take some more of your phone calls as well, but can I need an honest, uh, honest assessment. And so uh, we're, we're on live now in Phoenix, Arizona. Are any of you actual Diamondback fans? I don't mean this critically. I, I know the owners. They're very nice people. I know the owners of the Arizona Diamondbacks. But are there any actual Diamondback fans? Because I, I genuinely, I don't know any. Like I know Yankees fans from California. I know Cubs fans from Atlanta. I know Braves fans from Seattle. 
I don't know any Arizona Diamondback fan. I, I've never, other than the owners of the team, I, I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, the Diamondbacks are my team. I, I don't know anybody. And I kind of wouldn't mind seeing them beat the I don't think they're going to beat the Phillies. But I, I, having the 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 Rangers and and the Diamondbacks, that would be a fun World Series to watch. I, I kind of am rooting for the Rangers. I have a soft spot for the Rangers against the Astros, even though the Astros pitcher's wife is hot. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.